Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of Lifehouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. As we look at scriptures for the season, I want to take us to Colossians chapter 3. And starting at verse 1, it says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things that are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. And here's the key scripture for today. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are here on the earth. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. I recently heard a definition for the word courage. And it went like this. It says, courage is knowing that it may hurt, but doing it anyway. To me, that sounds pretty reasonable. Courage, knowing it may hurt, knowing it may come at a price, knowing it's going to cost me something, but doing it anyway. Then I read the definition for stupidity. And guess what the definition for stupidity is? It is knowing that it may hurt, but doing it anyway. And today I want to talk about perspective. Now there was a bunch of guys that were uh, with Jesus, got into a boat, Jesus remained on land and set them out into the water. And so they journeyed out into the water, became late at night, and this storm came and overtook them. And they were so troubled. Now, these are guys that are familiar with water. They've been in a boat before. This isn't their first time in a boat. And so they're used to going through storms. They're used to facing turbulence. But they find themselves in the midst of a storm. And they are petrified. They are nervous. They are, they are consumed with fear. So much to the, so that all of a sudden they look out there and there's this image and it just appears to be a ghost. And they're like, what is going on here? They, Fear is gripping them so much, all they think of now is there's this ghost out on the water. What is happening? And that ghost-like appearance calls out to them and says, Guys, it's me, it's Jesus. That point in time, Peter engages Jesus. And this is where perspective comes in. Because Peter goes and says, Jesus, if that is you, then tell me to come out and be with you. Call me out to be with you. Now, I'd like to think that if I was on that boat, I would have been all in with Peter and said, yeah, let's go. But I have a feeling that I may be one of those guys that sat there like the rest of them and looked at Peter and said, oh my goodness, what are you doing? That is the dumbest move ever. Have you seen the waves? Have you seen the turbulence? Have you seen how boisterous those, those waves and the storm is? And you want to jump out of the boat and go and be with Jesus? But yet there was something inside of Peter that compelled him to want to be with Jesus, to go through the storm to be in the presence of Jesus. And he stepped out of that boat. There is a fine line between being courageous and being st stupid. And I want to talk today about perspective because perspective makes such a big difference in how we see things and how we view things and how we go through things in life. The way that we view something 
is totally based on the perspective that we look at it through. We are living in troubled times. If the waters are turbulent, there's nothing that is just plain sailing at this stage. And in James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I love the way the message puts it. The message says it this way. It says, consider it a shared gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. I mean, that just doesn't beat around the bush. When it, it's not just when you face a test or when you face a challenge, but when it comes at you from all sides. Consider that a sheer gift. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan of this verse. It doesn't really bring comfort to me because I love comfort. I love the plain water. I love it when my life is just going through easy circumstances where I'm not having to worry about anything, when I can just sit back and, and, and enjoy life and, and live in the moment. But the reality is, is that is not always the case. You see, James makes an assumption. The assumption is not if you fall into trials, or maybe you will, but when you fall into trials, or as the message said, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. And so there's the assumption that it's not if or maybe or perhaps, but when they do. And the directive that we are given when those tests, those trials and them come to us is to count it all joy. Count it all joy. Consider it a sheer gift. What does it mean to count it all joy? How do we do that? Let's look to Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, it goes on about Jesus, saying that, Therefore we also, since we were surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Here we see Jesus living that scripture out. The Bible says he endured the cross. He went through the cross for the joy that was set before him. Have you ever considered what that joy is that was before Jesus? You know, you may think that the joy was the fact that he would be together with the Father again, that he would be able to say, my time on earth is done, I'm going home to be with my Father. I think the reality is, is that Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life, and at any time he could have gone to be with the Father. He didn't have to endure the cross to go and be with the Father. So his choice was to endure the cross 
for the joy that was set before him. Life House family, I believe we are that joy. Each one of us is the joy that was set before him. Jesus endured the cross for the prize of being reconciled together with us, for the prize of being at one with us, and that we would be together with him for eternity. That is the joy that Jesus had. That is what pushed him through to enduring the cross. Jesus looked past the pain of the immediate. He looked past the, the, the suffering he was about to go through for the joy, for the future, for the future hope of being reconciled with man. Sometimes, in the midst of a storm, when we're facing trials, when we're going through battles, we lose perspective. Colossians 3.2, our key verse, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. We easily get caught up in the affairs of the world and they weigh us down. They burden us. We become troubled. We become heavy. And it's in those times that we are told to count it all joy or consider it a sheer gift. Paul gives us another example of living this out. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16 says this, We do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentarily affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient or temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. That's the whole message in itself. But consider the life of Paul. Paul, who was shipwrecked, he was beaten and stoned and imprisoned. And he makes the statement in verse 17 to say, for this light momentary affliction. I don't get that. You know, I travel through Africa and I go through some countries that are challenging. I've stayed in hotels that I don't particularly enjoy staying in. I've eaten food that I've endured and to me was a great affliction because it didn't taste anything good at all. And I consider those afflictions. But when you look at Paul, he went through things much worse than I ever did. He endured greater things than I ever did. And he counts them this momentarily light affliction. It's a whole different perspective. The life that he lived was a life that you and I would not want to shadow in. But he saw something more than what he went through. He didn't see things through the eyes of this world. He didn't see the things that he was enduring as, as things that um, were, were was controlling his life. But he saw beyond that into something that was eternal. He saw beyond this natural world into things that were of eternal value. 
One of the favorite countries that I enjoy working in is Egypt. And our partners there go through a tremendous amount of persecution. They face so many challenges and so much persecution. And if you ask any of them, how can we pray for you, they will tell you this. Do not pray that we won't face persecution, that we won't be troubled, that we won't be tested. Because we understand that's the gospel. That's the price of getting the message out there. That's the cost we pay for the life that we live in Christ. Pray that we would endure it. Pray that we would be strong through it. Pray that we would be courageous in the midst of persecution. It's a whole different mindset. We think in our, in our, in our Western way of thinking is, Lord, take me out of this situation. Deliver me from it. Make my life easy and comfortable. Let's have the plain waters. The reality is that is not promised to us. We will go through tough times. We will go through turbulence. Our faith will be tested. Paul saw something beyond the afflictions that he faced. He saw the reward of enduring. You see, afflictions, trials, tests, all of these things are preparing us for the eternal weight of glory that is beyond all comparison. And we have to see it in the perspective of not being in this world, but the future world, our eternity with Christ. That there is more to life than what we see in the immediate. We are building into an eternity with Christ. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. When we face trials, when we test it, our focus will determine the perspective we have on it. Where are you looking when trials come, when the storm is out there? Remember, Peter, he's out on the water. And if you read a little further on that passage, you'll find that Peter has his eyes fixed on Jesus and he's walking through the storm and the waves are beating up on him, but he's walking on water until he looked at the storm and took his eyes off Jesus and began to sink. As long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, as long as we have that perspective, we will be able to endure. If we focus on the storm, if we focus on the things in this world, they are going to sink us. And that is what the enemy wants to do. He doesn't want us walking on the water. He doesn't want us with that perspective that the things of this earth are paling in comparison to the eternal glory that we shall one day inherit. And that we view things as light momentary afflictions for the sake of proclaiming the gospel. The enemy would rather have us focused on how troubled we are, on how burdened we are, and how tough things are, so that we become incapacitated from proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. The enemy wants to steal our joy by creating anxiety. He is out to drown us. The reality is today, there is such a heightened level of anxiety in people. People are anxious about things. People are concerned about things. People are fearful because what is truth and what do we listen to and how do we respond and how do we get through this pandemic that's going on? How do we get through all of the instability that we're facing? How do we get through all of these crises? 
and we develop this great level of anxiety within us. Anxiety comes when our hope is in this world. Our hope cannot be in this world. It has to be on Jesus. It has to be on Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. It's all about perspective. If I'm focused on the waves, if I'm focused on the storm, if I'm consuming all of the news and, and, and letting it infiltrate me and, and weigh me down, then I'm going to start to sink. But I have to have my eyes fixed on Jesus. I have to change my perspective. Look beyond the circumstances to Jesus, the hope of glory. Anxiety is not the onslaught of a storm. It's the continual threat that one is coming. It's always that, oh my goodness, something bad is going to happen, or what's going to happen next, and, and things are only going to get worse. It's a whole pile of what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? I recognized in my life that as this whole thing was taking place, and I, for the last time in, in March, was able to travel to Africa. My job now is, is confined to the States, and that's a whole different thing for me. I long to be back in the field where the action is happening and where, where um, work is going on and the ministry is, 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 is having an impact in the nations. And thankfully it still is. But all of that to say is my life changed dramatically. And as I looked at what was going on in the world, there was a whole lot of what-ifs that were coming out of me. What if this? What if that? What if this happens? What about our political future? What if this guy gets in or what if that person gets in? There's a whole lot of what-ifs. I had to learn to manage those what-ifs. I had to learn to manage what my was taking in because I was allowing things to get on top of me. I was pulling on burdens. And so it required me lifting my eyes from those situations to look at Jesus let me say this, looking at Jesus does not mean that we do not remain engaged in the things of this world. Folks, there are many things out there that we need to be engaged in. We need to have a voice for. We need to be proclaiming righteousness. We need to be living for the sake of the gospel. And so we cannot be disconnected by the world. So I'm not suggesting that at all. All I'm saying is that we have to have a perspective that this world is temporal and that we are building into eternity. That we shouldn't be surprised of what is going on in the world today because the Bible said that this was going to happen. And so let's not become fearful, but let's look to Jesus knowing that, hallelujah, what he said in his word is coming to pass. And the day comes soon that he shall return to receive his bride. But until then, we need to be part of a solution. We need to be a voice in the midst of a turbulent world. We need to proclaim peace. We need to declare righteousness. We need to bring light into darkness and be a solution instead of a problem. That is what we are called to do. Friends, there is a rich reward 
for those who will endure temptation, for those that will go through. James chapter 1 verse 12 says this, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. That is our blessed hope. I pray that as you've listened to this message this morning or today, that something has stirred in your heart to realize that you need to change your perspective in some areas. You become too focused on, on the issues of the world, the cares of the world. You, you're looking at so many of the what-ifs and worrying about that. I can't tell you how much worry I've wasted on things that didn't become an issue in the end. Lying awake at night thinking, what if this happens? What if that happens? And I consume myself with thoughts of all of the scenarios that don't even play out in the end. And I think at the end of it all, why did I waste all that time worrying? That was a waste of worry. We must have our eyes fixed on Jesus. We've got to have a different perspective like Paul that says, you know what? These things that are happening to me for the sake of the gospel are just small stuff. And in comparison to the glory of being with him, this is nothing. This is my joy. I pray that you would find joy in the midst of the storm. That as you walk out and you walk towards Jesus and you have your eyes fixed on him, that you will know what it is to manage the storm. To not let the storm buffet you. To not let it destroy you but to be firm in the midst of it, to stand strong and to be a voice. Thank you again for joining us on the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kiln Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchnn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much, and God bless.